Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that we can employ to help us grow in our faithfulness to God, to reach new heights, to excel still more. Thanks for joining. Let's get started. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about counting your pronouns. And in order to prepare for that, I want to begin with a little illustration. I want you to imagine that you got up tomorrow morning and right there in the kitchen on the bar was a $100 bill. And you were told that every morning for the rest of your life, there would be a $100 bill sitting right there. And if you passed a very simple test, same test every single day, if you passed it by the end of that day, you get to take that 100 bucks. And tomorrow morning, there'll be another one there in its place. But if you don't get it, then it just stays there and you never get to take it. Would you be interested in knowing what that test was? Well, here it is. They say, all right, we're going to attach something to your phone that just records the things that you say throughout the day. But all it's really looking for are pronouns. It's going to count your pronouns. Now, just a quick reminder on what those are. There are several categories of pronouns, though there aren't really that many that we use every day. There are ones that reference myself, like I and me. There are some that reference the person that I'm talking to, mainly you. And then there are some that reference other people around me, like he or she, him or her. And finally, there are a couple of common ones that we use when we're talking about a collection of people in which we are a part. So, for instance, we did this, or they were with us, they and us, stuff like that. And here's how the game works. Every time you use a pronoun like you or him or her, where you are putting the focus on someone else, you are asking about them or commenting in some way about them, you get a point. So that seems easy enough. But every time you use the pronouns I and me, and you're talking about yourself, you turn the conversation towards yourself, you lose a point. So we're not saying that you can never say I or me, we're just saying you have to outpace that by at least one in reference to other people, you, him, her. We'll go ahead and give you a free pass on the we and the us's. If you're using some collective terminology, you're a part of it, other people are a part of it, then no points either way. Here's the big question. By the end of the day, first day, are you going to get that 100 bucks? Now, look, by the way, no cheating. You can't sit in the car and say, you, 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 you. You can't do that, as it will only count the things that you say when you're in a conversation. Now, here's the deal. I had to self-evaluate on this. I'm just concerned that I may never get that 100 bucks. In fact, sometimes when I go through and listen to these podcasts, which are designed to help you, they're designed to encourage my friends A lot of the time, I end up counting a whole lot more references to myself than to others. I know it's really hard to do, but it is an important thing to begin to think about. The way that you achieve great spiritual goals is by building awesome relationships, by creating inner circle connections, by building trust through listening to other people, always speaking last, asking open questions. We've talked about all of this over the last month. How do you know how that's going? Well, the next conversation that you're in, just take special note and to the best of your ability, begin to count those pesky pronouns. Now, I cannot talk to you about this without thinking 
of the story in Luke's Gospel, chapter 13. Jesus is preaching. He's preaching this tremendous sermon in Luke 13. It's about authority. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about what Jesus has come to do. It's all about the saving of people. It's a beautiful thing. Right in the middle of it, someone in the crowd, Luke chapter 12, verse 13, said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. Okay, so the nature of his statement and the fact that it focused on himself tells you he wasn't paying very close attention to the things that Jesus was talking about. And he wasn't processing the value for all the people in his life. He was thinking about himself. Jesus, of course, understood this, so he comes back and he makes a couple of comments about not being an arbitrator over such things, but then he talks about beware of every form of greed, and that's what's going on here. This guy is concerned with himself and what's in his pocket, and he tells this story, you may remember it, the parable of a rich man who was very productive. Now, I'm going to read it for you. It's not very long. It's just a few verses. But I want you to notice the kind of things that he was saying to himself. It opens up and says, he began reasoning to himself. And specifically, go ahead and do a little pronoun count while we go through this. Here's what he said. What shall I do, since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Okay, did you count them? There were at least ten references to I, me, or my. Now, to his credit, he does say you and your in verse 19. But don't get excited. He's not actually talking about you or your ease. He's just talking to himself. I mean, that's really sad. When your only usage of pronouns outside of me and I is actually just talking more about yourself. Now, this is a fairly glaring example of a man who has riches and could have considered all kinds of other people. He could have talked about folks that needed his help. He could have reached out to others. He could have talked to God about what would please God but he was just too caught up in a pronoun problem, self-focus. Of course, you know the rest of the story. God steps in and says, hey, whether you acknowledge me or not, I am here. You fool. This very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own what you have prepared? That's a really interesting question because God is saying, hey man, first of all, I'm here. You probably should have used some pronouns with reference to me. And also, when you die, somebody else is going to get all of your goods, so maybe you could have given a passing thought to them as well. Okay, so here's the thing. Before we can make real changes in who we focus upon or how selfless we are in our conversations, we just kind of have to see where we are. And that's why we titled this episode, Count Your Pronouns. It'll help you keep track of where you're putting the most focus. Now, I think we know what the Bible says about this. The Lord, our Savior, was so incredibly selfless, he was the most important person in any room he ever entered, and yet he repeatedly assumed the least important role in the room, and he made it about other people. He rarely took credit to himself. He rarely made it about himself. He was just humble in that way and also quite confident in who he was, and so he was out to make it about other people, and we know that that's precisely the kind of attitude that Christians need to have. In Philippians chapter 2, which, 
by the way, does talk a lot about the selflessness and focus on others of Jesus and dying on the cross and giving his life for us, there is information there about how to build strong relationships and greater unity. And the Bible says there, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. What I'm telling you is something as simple as the pronouns that we use can help us gauge whether or not other people are as important as ourselves, more important than ourselves, or maybe even less important. The next verse, verse 4, says, Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Now again, that's important to bring up. We are not saying, definitely not saying, that you cannot talk about you, or what's going on with you, or how you feel. You can talk about those things, and good friends will listen to you. This verse 4 isn't saying, never look out for your own personal interests, never make it about you at all. It simply says, do not merely do that. Don't make it just about that. In fact, to the best of your ability, make it more about the interests of others. So again, this is what our illustration at the beginning was designed to help you see. We're not saying it has to be a hundred references to them and zero to you. We're just saying, man, a 51-49 split might be a big change in your life. And you'll start to notice. You'll notice how people interact with you, how they make eye contact with you, how willing they are to spend time around you when they know that it's not always going to be just about you. And really good friends, really good friends who are selfless people It's almost like they can't put their finger on it, but they can pick up on something that's going on here. When you start to put even more emphasis on them and you just hang with that and you keep that going, and I don't mean that in an annoying or negative way. I mean, they're liking this, but it triggers something in their selfless spirit as well, wherein after you've listened a little while and shown interest and asked follow-up questions, I love it when people do that. It shows that they're not just waiting to talk about themselves, they are genuinely interested, What they do is they respond by wanting to put the focus back on you and ask you questions. This is an interesting thing that we call a relationship, or let me add an adjective, a healthy relationship, and they're pretty amazing. Okay, so in our last few minutes, let me give you a couple of exercises, things to try. And I mean, you will have occasion to do this today, maybe in the next couple of minutes after you listen to this podcast An opportunity to try these things will avail itself. Please take that opportunity. And here is exercise number one. Delay references to yourself as long as you possibly can. I mean, make it a game. It's going on in your head. You know that you're consciously trying to do this. You're asking questions that keep talking about them, keep asking about them, or maybe it's other people. If it's positive, it's not gossip or anything, but it's about others and just keep inquiring and commenting about that and make yourself off limits as long as you possibly can. Now, I don't know how that goes for you. I wish that we had the opportunity where I could get direct feedback from you on that. Some people, that may be so easy. They may be able to go through entire conversations and never once make it about them in any way, which is not a requirement here to have a healthy relationship, but some people are just really good at that. But I think for others, it's like you'll get a little bit in, and then here you go, and and you'll think, all right, next time I'll see if I can push it a little bit further. I have made a personal game out of this to just see how far I can go. And once I've gone farther with them than probably most other people go with them, in other words, I don't just ask one follow-up question, sort of the courtesy follow-up closed yes or no question. I ask more inquisitive things. I really want to know more. 
And then I follow up with one or two more. And sometimes, I did this the other day, they'll say, okay, well, tell me about you. And I'll say, no, not, not yet. I want to ask you something else. I did put an I in there, but that was a safe I because it's about asking them something else. And it's just interesting to see the way that they respond and react to that. If they're the kind of people who are also like that, they will begin inadvertently competing with you to shift the focus back. That's how you know you're dealing with a really cool person as far as tracking pronouns goes. Now, if it's somebody who's just consuming this like it's popcorn with fresh hot butter on it, then you know that this is probably not going to be an inner circle relationship. I mean, if you can just go on and on and on, and they just continue to glow in the light of it being about them, then it just tells you a little bit about them. But look, this is not about them. This is about you seeing how far you can go. Now, some really cool things happen. You learn some neat things. You know there's still things to learn out there. And when I'm talking about me, I'm not learning anything. In fact, I'm sort of assuming that I'm in the role of teacher And that's not a healthy place to spend the entirety of the day. There's lots to learn from people. And the only way you know is you've got to find out what's going on with them and what their experiences are. And so you'll learn a lot about people, which builds relationships. That's really important for me. I'm a preacher. I get to spend time around good people all the time, many of whom, most of whom have things they can show me. But I'm going to have to delay the me part of that a little while in order to figure out what God might be doing to teach me today through the example of this person. Okay, so that was the really important example, and I hope that you give that a try. Here's the second thing, and it's a little different. You're not allowed to tell anybody that I recommended it. But one of the things you might enjoy doing is when you're standing in a crowd, could be a very small crowd, just maybe two other people are there talking. In fact, you probably could just listen to one person talking, but it's more fun when there are at least two others. Just listen to the way that they talk to each other and begin to track their pronouns You're not judging them. It's more of a human interest piece in the way people are so that you can become a better person. There, that that sounds a lot better than saying you're judging them. But take a little time and see, okay, this person's talking. Who are they talking about? Where is the focus? All right, they've taken a pause. The other person begins to speak. Now, what's he going to do? What's he about to do? Is he about to follow up and ask more? Was he really even listening? Does he want to engage in that direction? And then that person speaks, and sometimes they do use the proper, you know, $100 bill pronouns, but oftentimes it's what we call two me bubblers bumping into each other. Uh, One of them is a little bit consumed with their own thing, and the other one is waiting for a chance to come in with their own thing, and, and just watch that a little bit. Learn from that. Listen and be the guy who comes in and asks the uh, amazing selfless follow-up question. Hey, let me just tell you, that's the guy that gets the Starbucks gift cards on his birthday. So I hope you give all of this a try this week. We sometimes say what we're doing is we're deciding to be the least important person in the room for a while. Maybe that's another way of looking at it. In truth, a lot of great things happen. You learn a lot about people. You become a better friend. And sometimes you can learn to do better just by observing others. But try this today. The next conversation you have in your own head to the benefit of the other person, track your pronouns. If you found this helpful today and you would like to support the program, there are three great things you could do. Make sure that you go to iTunes or the podcast app and subscribe, leave a rating, and also a review. That would really help us out. Don't forget to share with people that you care about. And remember, you can follow along on Facebook at the Excel Still More page. 
I hope you have a great day. And remember, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.